Jay Schultz here. It is the On a Roll Show, and we are halfway through May, or almost halfway through May. It's time for Cinema Talk in studio. Good friend Michelle Failer. Michelle, how are you? Doing great, thanks. It's good to see you. And on the line from North Chicago, Edgetown area, right, Bruce? Edgewater area. Edgewater. South Edgewater, 5200 North Road. Yeah. And I'm looking at the lake. Looking at the lake. From, uh, it should be a beautiful uh, day. Price will stay, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah, absolutely. Bruce, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I just, you know, I don't want to spend too much time, but I adopted a cat last Thursday. And, oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to have to get pictures. Yeah. You have oh, to send yeah. pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, wait, 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 wait. What's the cat's name? Moon Shadow. Moon Shadow. Is it Moon beautiful? Shadow is it, I thought you know, like a James Bond or Buckaroo Bonfire and Dana Jones had a cat, like a sidekick. I thought, what would be a cool name? And I just so happen to like that song. So, well, that's from Moon yeah. Shadow, who is the singer? Was, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens, even better. Yeah. Cat Stevens, Moon yeah. Shadow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I tell you, we had uh, right. we had for a while we had um, um, two cats. One of them passed away, unfortunately. Uh, he was Calvin, mm-hmm. and their other cat that's around still is Hobbs. <laughs> so yes, yeah, and they hated each Hobbs. other. <laughs> hated oh, each really? other. Oh my God, no, they were not like Calvin and Hobbs in the cartoons. Yeah. They were not. They were not. Hey, before we jump into uh, our cinema talk segment, real quickly, some movie industry news that I really want to talk to about real quick. Sure. Uh, the the it has been announced that they are actually in production of Beetlejuice. Two finally, and and Lydia Dietz's daughter is going to be Jenny Ortega. Is that not perfect casting? Wednesday, the new Wednesday. Yeah, that is is perfect casting. Perfect casting. What a coup! Yeah, Yeah. well, and Winona Ryder is going to be in the film, and I know that um, Michael Keaton will be as well. So it's like the one role other than Batman I wanted him to come back and do, and I'm very excited about that. I I assume that Burton's either uh, directing it or producing it because. Keaton said he wouldn't do it unless Burton was involved with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, oh, now, you guys don't think it's tampering to sequelize Beetlejuice? Really? You guys are all in, just like without thinking about it? I, I'm I willing to give it a chance. I think it could be it, it could be really well done. I, I mean, just want to see Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice again. I'm good with that. I so. mean, Top Gun Maverick <laughs> proved to us that legacy sequels can work. So, uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm open-minded. Right. I love Beetlejuice. Love Tim Burton. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just totally teasing you. I said erase your head too. Oh uh, well. Okay, um, maybe there's a limit. All right. <laughs> my, I, I, our goth girl over here likes yeah. Beetlejuice. I can't yeah. believe that you like Beetlejuice. Come on. Right. No. No. Titanic too. Now, who hasn't thought about Titanic too? Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's not do that. Anyway, all right. We're, we're no, no, no. Let's do that. But we got to do this. Hold on. <laughs> Coming. There we go. There we go. And that means we are in Cinema Talk. And it's time to talk about our subject. And our subject is the actor Robert Duvall, who is 92 and yes. still going at it. Michelle, lead us in. All right. So Robert Selden Duvall was born on January 5th, 1931 in San Diego, California to amateur actress Mildred Virginia Duvall and Navy Admirable Ad, Ad, Admiral. Let me try that again. Uh, William Howard Duvall. He majored in drama at Principal College in Elsa, Illinois. I don't know where that is, <laughs> assuming somewhere south, and graduated in 1953. After graduating from college, he served in the Army. In 1955, he attended the Neighborhood Playhouse School of Theater in New York City on the GI Bill. Michelle, at- can I jump in real oh, quick? Because sure. Principia College, I believe that's how oh. it's pronounced, oh, sorry. is just <laughs> north of St. Louis on the Illinois side. Because I read the same thing, and I'm like, what? I've never heard of this school. And oh, I no, was, I, that's I, why I said it wrong. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> when I was in college, I was actually in a position where I recruited colleges to this national organization. I, yeah. I was the only rep. Oh. I never heard of this college, and uh, I'm amazed you hey, went to college in Illinois. Curve? 
Yes, you absolutely. When you were with Nakur, yep, the that's National right. Association of College and Dormitories. College and University Residence Halls. That's right. Many, and many, even many moons ago. Considering you've never heard of that university. I'd never heard of Principia no, College. No, Principia College. No, I never no, uh, either. That's right. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Michelle. No, no, no. Thanks for thanks for uh, correcting my pronunciation there. I never I never heard of it either. Uh, so uh, yeah, at at the time when he was attending the neighborhood Playhouse School of Theater in New York City, he met uh, fellow fledgling actors Gene Hackman and Dustin Hoffman, and I believe he roomed with both of them uh, for a time. Yep. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool. Uh, so uh, Duvall studied yeah, at the Neighborhood Playhouse under renowned acting teacher Sanford Meisner, who cast him in a play called The Midnight Caller by Horton Foote. Now, Horton Foote wrote the screenplay for the acclaimed 1962 film adaptation of To Kill a Mockingbird. Now, due to Foote's recommendation, Duvall made his big screen debut in this film as Boo Radley at the age of 31. So trivia about that. Yeah. Robert Duvall does not say a single word in the movie. The no. Boo Radley nope. does not. He actually no, he does not. He actually did have a line, and they cut it from the film. So. Uh, Thank you so much for adding that. Yeah, that's he, true. He mentioned that in an interview Bruce sent out, so it yeah. was pretty interesting. So um, I just want to talk really quickly about this role. So yeah. I um, read the book in 11th grade here at Harvard High School. Thanks, Mrs. B. I uh, love this book. And then I watched the movie. So And then when I watched the movie and I saw Gregory Peck show up as Atticus Finch, I'm like, yep, that's who I pictured. And when I saw Boo Radley show up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this dude nailed it. I'm like, and then I'm looking, I'm like, is that Robert Duvall? But like, it took me a minute, you know, to recognize (laughs) him. But when he came on screen, I'm like, that's Boo Radley. That is him. Like, what a perfect portrayal. I could see why you'd have that reaction because he's really peculiar looking as Boo. Yes. You guys seem like He was 28, wasn't he? When he... Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was like a yeah. shut-in. He was a, a, a yes. social miscast, yes. and he's and he's mentioned throughout the book and the movie. His character is, but you really only meet him at the end of yes. the movie. Yes, and yeah. and, and yeah. the characters yeah. realize that yeah. he's really a good guy. You know, and yeah. the whole right. the whole story is about not judging people based right. on their appearances or preconceptions. Yeah, it's a beautiful story, be- wonderful film and book. Uh, just absolutely killed it in this role, as he would in many other roles, as we're going to be talking about. So, uh. T- uh Duvall first started appearing on television in the late 1950s. He made his small screen debut on a 1959 episode of Armstrong Circle Theater. (laughs) He acted in episodes of many popular 60s TV shows, including Alfred Hitchcock Presents for one episode in 1962, The Untouchables for one episode in 1963. He was in The Twilight Zone, and he acted in one episode called Miniature from 1963. Bruce, do you know that one? Okay, I, do. I don't think I've seen that one. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's so. an even better one with uh, speaking of him, but it escapes me. I could swear there's another TV that he's in, but I, I'm sorry. No, that's uh, okay. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. Um, th- he was also in, um, well, The Outer Limits, a uh, similar uh, TV series for three episodes for uh, um, in 1964. He was also in The Fugitive for three episodes from 1963 to 1965. And he was in one episode of The Wild Wild West, which aired in 1967. Now, in the late 60s, he portrayed Weisberg, the cab driver, in the Steve McQueen action classic Bullet from 1968. Bullet is so, so cool. And, of course, one of the greatest car chases of all time in that film. And uh, And and Spielberg's doing a sequel to that. Oh, that I did not know. And with (laughs) with Bradley Cooper as the main character. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch it. Good casting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also appeared as Lucky Ned Pepper, who was shot by John Wayne during the climax of True Grit in 1969. He would gain considerable fame and acclaim, of course, in the 1970s, when he played two of his most iconic parts, Tom Hagen in The Godfather 1972. Of course, I'll be talking a bit about that today, and in The Godfather Part Two from 1974. And, of course... The great Lieutenant Colonel Bill Kilgore in Apocalypse Now from 1979. So let's go ahead. One of the most iconic lines yeah. in film history. Let's just go ahead and say it. I love the smell <laughs> of napalm in the morning. morning. Yep. Smells like victory. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a great character. And he's only in the movie for like five yes. minutes, right? And that's, but that's yeah. like how good he is. He's yeah. that indelible. Oh, yeah. That like, I mean, indelible. yeah, yeah. that's one of the first things people time. mention from Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah. You know, Kilgore yeah, in this is. line. Well, it's, yeah. yeah, it's an iconic movie line. 
one. It is. Question. Yeah. And, and this it is, really is, yeah, or Charlie don't surf too, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And this, uh, this quote is actually number 12 on AFI's 100 Years, 100 wow. Movie Quotes, which wow. as it should be, if not a little higher than that. So That's number 12, did you say? Number 12, yeah, you would think it would be, okay. it's pretty high, but maybe yeah. Yeah. a little higher. It is pretty high yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, he was nominated for his first Academy Award in 1973 for Best Supporting Actor in The Godfather. He was nominated for the same award in 1984, Apocalypse Now, for playing Kilgore. So other notable 70s films Duvall acted in include MASH from 1970, THX 1138 uh, from 1971, The Conversation. He was uncredited in that role uh, in 1974. He was in Network in 1976. The Eagle Has Landed, 19, also in 1976. Uh, he played an uncredited role in Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1978. And he also starred in The Great Santini in 1979, uh, which he received his, he received his third acting uh, or Oscar nomination. Right. He was uh, for great best actor. in that movie. He was oh, great. Can I- I've never he was seen a, that he was, one. He was a man without a war is what it was. That, that oh. whole thing, yeah. It's, it's oh, Basically, he comes back from Nam, right? And he's like, yeah. just, he needs to, he needs the battle. And it's just, yeah, it but just so that becomes me, like his family. <laughs> yeah. Let me point out yeah. a caveat for both of you guys to know. And, Jay, maybe this is my blockbuster training on the fact that we had HBO Cinemax. But I remember there was some confusion because I think it's marketed under two titles. What I mean by that is I think there's a film called the – well, it's the same film. But sometimes The Great Santini is also referred to as The Apes. I remember oh. one video mm. store. It was the same exact film, but I don't know if it was like contractual ob- obligation. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't remember that. That's very really strange. But like – yeah, and I remember like maybe it's because like on HBO, it was the same exact movie. But it was it was listed as the eighth, and then like a month later, same movie, Great Thinking. Sorry, I just wanted to. No, no, that's all right. Movie, though, and I, I like your observation. He was a guy that didn't have a war, but still had the attitude. Right, right. And you know yeah. who played his wife in that movie is actually I forget Blythe Danner, the Gwyneth Paltrow's oh, mom. Yeah. Of, yeah, oh, I didn't Gwyneth know that. Paltrow, yeah. And Bruce Stern's, um, yeah, wife for a while. I yeah, think. right, right, right. Yeah. Bruce Dern, yeah. or, so. or Bruce Paltrow. Bruce Paltrow. Yeah, Bruce Dern is yeah, Laura Laura Dern. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's. But it's I okay. Same same first name. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. In, uh, so uh, in 1984, uh, Duvall won his first Academy Award for playing Max Sledge, a washed-up country singer who strives to turn his life around in Tender Mercies. Uh, that movie came out in 1983. He actually sang. Yes, in this. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, yeah so, there you go. Sorry about yeah, that. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, he did sing his character's songs. He actually wrote a few of the songs <laughs> as well, which is really cool. And now this yeah. film was written by Horton Foote, of course, who is also the same screenwriter who adapted uh, to Kill a Mockingbird for the silver screen. So I thought that that was cool. Um, yeah, so have either of you seen Tender Mercies? I've never actually gotten around to watching that one. Yep. Once. I saw it once a long time okay. ago. Yeah, my 80s. mom saw it in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'd... It might be one of those movies you can't watch now. I mean, it might not be available. I didn't look I... it up. But, yeah, yeah, me neither. Tender Mercies, really? They just fade into a boogie. Like well, there's that. a lot of movies that are that way. They're not hard available. To they're, they're hard yeah. to stream. They can't, you know, the video yeah. stores are gone. It was at the video, you know, you could pick it up at the video store, but it's, you know, yeah. now it's, it, yeah, it's a different thing. So, unfortunately. Yeah. We take for granted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sure. So, uh, Duvall's other well-known film roles from the 80s include Max Mercy and The Natural from 1984. We'll be talking about that a bit today. And uh, Bob Hodges in Colors from 1988. I always thought that was a pretty underrated film. Sean Penn. Yeah, right? with Sean Penn. Yeah. Yep. So, Duvall also earned praise for performing on the small screen um, during this t- er, in the 1980s for his role in the revered miniseries Lonesome Dove from 1989, which I believe he said uh, yeah. that is his favorite role that yep. he's ever played. He's, he said it was the godfather of westerns is what he called it. So. I, yeah. I like that a yeah. lot. Uh, now, did either of you watch this? This is a little bit no, before my time when this not. aired. <laughs> okay, I was like, well, I was like five. But I yeah. remember at Blockbuster <laughs> Video was always like people were always asking for Lonesome Dove oh, okay. to watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Frequently. Yep. Uh, now, he was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Miniseries uh for this role and he actually won the golden globe for best performance by an actor in a miniseries motion pi- or uh, motion picture made for television in 1990 now also in the uh, little later in the 90s in 1997 he wrote directed and starred in the apostle 
he earned his fourth Academy Award nomination for this film. Um, this is another film, unfortunately, I haven't gotten around uh, to seeing, but no, I've heard I really, either. really good things about. Uh, he was also nominated in 1999 for Best Actor in a Supporting Role uh, for a Civil Action. Uh, now, Duvall has a total of 146 acting credits and has been acting professionally for over 60 years. He has an over 60-year consistent yeah. acting career. You know, a lot of got people, like like Jack Nicholson's, wow. you know, close to his age, and he retired, you know, years he, ago. I Nicholson mean, is yeah. like 84 or 85. Yeah, yeah and not he was, super And he hasn't yeah. been seen in public for a while, but he yeah. was at the Lakers game a while oh, back. Oh, that's right, And yeah. he's looking older now. Yes, <laughs> he really yes. is, yeah. So, I mean, this is, you know, like people like him and Clint Eastwood that are go- still going, yeah. you know, well into, well into his Van 90s. Dyke. Yeah, Dick, Dick Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, he's been well, acting. can I interject uh, Oh, something? sure. Yeah. While we're, uh, while we're on the uh, subject of, uh, well, I don't know if we were the subject of virile men and like you guys were just saying you know people are still at it mm-hmm. you guys here as of today at the age of 79 robert de niro oh. welcomes his sixth or yeah. seventh <laughs> child, seventh child. Seven yeah Nine. wasn't tony randall famous for that too he fathered a child I pretty late so. yeah. yeah i think it was somebody around that yeah it wasn't johnny carson but was or maybe it was yeah i i forget but i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. Oh, i mean anyway, to, to each their own i yeah. mean <laughs> uh, more congratulations power, more power yeah, to you buddy yeah exactly <laughs> that's all i'll say about that yeah that's um you can say, yeah. yeah so some yeah, other uh, uh films i want to uh highlight yeah. that uh Duvall has been in uh, Days of Thunder from 1990. I used to watch it with my dad all the time. Newsies from 1992. <laughs> I used to watch Newsies like a lot of kids, you know, grew up oh, in the 90s yeah. a lot. Uh, and Falling Down, fantastic movie from 1993. Phenomenon. So, oh. so no, oh. talking about Falling Down real yeah. quick. He played a cop yeah. who was retiring. That was 30 years ago yeah. this year. <laughs> That's right? funny to think yeah. about. Yeah. 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 And, and, and uh, what was... Uh, where Michael Douglas's character does murder, murder by murder by cop, right? Yeah. Suicide by Suicide cop, by where by he, cop. he yep. gets him to shoot him at the end. What yep. falling down is right. Schumacher, in my opinion, that's his best film. It's a, a yes. terrific statement on society, yeah. and yeah. I was just telling my cousin like that was one of the few movies where I felt so immersed in it. Like oh. I felt like hot watching that. I felt angry, like yeah. the ro- like the road rage was like oh. just filling me up, and like I just like the movie. I mean, I felt his rage, yeah, for sure. That is a f- I would agree with you. It's a fantastic film. Uh, and then all other films he was in, uh, Phenomenon from 1996, Sling Blade, classic from 1996 as well. John Q from 2002, uh, good movie. I think underrated, makes some John pretty, yeah. yeah, sad, a sad commentary on the state of our healthcare system that's unfortunately still relevant. Uh, Gods and Generals from 2003, Secondhand Lions from 2003, which we'll be talking about today, The Road from 2009, Crazy Heart from 2009 as well, and Jack Reacher from 2012. In 2006, Duvall started another critically lauded uh, Western miniseries uh, called Broken Trail. This is another one I did not uh, catch. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Western fan, but I've heard good things about it. I also, uh, he also served as an executive producer on the show, and he won Emmys for Outstanding Miniseries and Outstanding Lead Actor in a Miniseries or Movie for this miniseries. Uh, he, his most recent Oscar nomination was for Best Supporting Actor in The Judge, uh, from 2014, starring Robert Downey Jr. I've heard really good things about this film, but I haven't gotten around to seeing it. So uh, Duvall has been nominated six times and has won an Academy Award once, of course, for Tender Mercies. So in 2022, he starred as uh, John Pepe in A Pale Blue Eye, which if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. I uh, really enjoyed it. And his most recent film is called The Plowman. It's directed by Ed Harris, and it's currently in pre-production. This man is 92 years old, and he has a movie in pre-production. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's Robert Duvall. I mean, one of the greatest actors of all time, and uh, <laughs> still working. <laughs> it really is a testament to his career. And it, but, I mean, yeah. uh, listening to his interviews, it's very much matter-of-fact how he yeah. talks about the acting industry. Yeah, yeah. he. he Colbert interviewed him on his in at his home in Virginia on this this huge acreage. He owns like 340 acres, yeah. and and uh, you know he doesn't never never lived in Hollywood. He lived in New York, and he would mm. fly to California to do his acting. And well, actually, probably didn't not for Godfather, right? Godfather yes. was filmed in New York. Some of it was filmed in New York, at least. Uh, just in the, I mean, really, just a testament to an amazing career. Sixty years, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy, and and uh, he's still going hard too, man. That's, yeah. I, I'm just amazed. Yeah, for sure. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to start talking about uh, going in depth about uh, certain film roles of his. So I'm going to start by talking about which is probably the most popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the yeah. most uh, beloved, renowned roles that he's done. Uh, Tom Hagen in The Godfather from 1972. This is directed, of course, by Francis Ford Coppola, written by Mario Puzo and Francis Ford Coppola, produced by Albert S. Ruddy. Um, if you have not seen The Offer on Paramount+, Plus, and you love this film like I do, my dad does, and so yeah. many other people do, I highly, highly recommend watching The Offer because it's really Albert's, Albert Ruddy's story. Uh, yeah. Miles Teller portrays him brilliantly. Um, and it, like all the hell that he went through yeah. to bring the Godfather to the screen. Well, it, yeah. it shows you what producing a movie <laughs> yes, is about. Now, exactly. obviously, they they took they take some liberties, oh, yeah, and, you know, to make it more interesting. Sure. But yeah. still, a producer is you know they're the get they're picking the director and they're yes. you know I mean they're all these things that they got to do. It's it's crazy oh, yeah. to make it. I'm surprised films ever get made. Yes, because I know. there's so many things going on. I, yes, you know? exactly. So many processes. Yep. Yes, yep. and this film. Yeah, was also distributed by Paramount Pictures. And yeah. yes, you see a lot of Paramount Studios in the offer, especially with uh, Robert Evans. Um, and uh, this film also stars, of course, Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, Diane Keaton, Abe Bogota, Talia Shire, John Cazale, so many wonderful actors. So I'm just going to narrow my discussion to Duvall and his performance because I could honestly sit here for eight hours. I think we all could and talk about The Godfather. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm going to Lots just keep of people it. people could do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to. This is my dad and I watch own. this movie once a year. We've been doing it for years. Yeah, I could sit here all day. So we're just going to talk about Hagen yeah, yeah, yeah. and Duvall's performance today. Well, uh, yeah, today. So uh, now Coppola had Duvall in mind to play Hagen due to his role in Coppola's 1969 film, The Rain People, which James Caan was also in. And I believe, Ruth, you were the one who told me that James Caan was originally uh, considered to play Michael. <laughs> To play Michael, yeah. and, you know, I think, you know, uh, Harrison Ford, Ford runs for Luke, so it's kind of like on that, I'm like, can you imagine? Yeah. You know, and I think the reverse, you know, Al Pacino runs for Sonny as, as opposed to Michael. Yeah. So my, like, destiny, the whole history of the world might change if that would have happened. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Mean, yeah, that's strange. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. So, um, now, uh, Duvall... Uh, spoke with the AV Club about his character, uh, Hagen, and the performance that I think is just fantastic. So I'm just going to read the quote uh, as he, as he uh, said it. So as an actor and a character both, you can't step over the line. He's an adopted son. So he is a member of the family, kind of, maybe not a thousand percent, but he's very important to the family. And as an actor, you can't step over the line either. You have to kind of keep yourself in the background a little bit and then be called upon when needed. And I thought this was a perfect uh, summary of both Hagen and Duvall's performance as Hagen, because yes, of course, Hagen was taken in by Vito Corleone. He's the concierge and the family lawyer. And yes, he is a member of the family, but he's not blood right and um and i think that his performance i didn't really think about it until i read this interview with deval but his performance totally reflects that as well because like you know he can be very commanding on the screen but i think that he doesn't necessarily overshadow like marlon brando or al pacino you know like he gives just enough you know <laughs> to make the character work and and i think so i really really love that quote i think it perfectly summed up the character and the performance itself so uh now this is dramatized in the offer mm -hmm. uh coppola hosted a dinner uh, that occurred before the uh, film went into production, before they started shooting, or before this film started shooting, I mean. So the actors all attended this dinner, and they sort of started to, they started to get into character at this dinner. So Brando was sitting at the head of the table, and they all just kind of slipped into their characters, and it all, um, as Duvall stated himself, it all just fit. It all just flowed. Do you know if the, uh, the I'm trying to remember in the offer, but was the dinner before or after the first read? Because typically what happens is yeah. they get all the actors together and they read the script together. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I'm wondering if it happened before or after yeah, that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. I remember as well. it in the offer. I just, I need to go back. The offer is, again, I'm a back Michelle's yeah. recommendation. Really, if you love movies, yes. if you love The Godfather, yes. watch the offer. And again, 
So I'm a bit yeah, traumatized. We get that, but yeah. it's, but it it is so much fun to watch. I don't right? know oh, no, it's good dramatization. Yeah, you see that a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll yeah. Have, no, I'll confess, I have yet to see it. Yeah, it's very good. I would highly, highly recommend it. So, um, now Duvall said his favorite scene uh, in this film is the one where Hagen, of course, has to break the horrible news to Vito that Sonny is dead. And I just rewatched. I mean, I don't really have to rewatch it. God, it's burned into my brain. But I did rewatch the scene um, yesterday. And yeah, I mean, it's just just absolutely heartbreaking. You know, Duvall's delivery is just so effective. And of course, as it always is. And of course, uh, Brando's reaction. Right just really yeah. just really hits you uh and, yeah, and so he said Duvall, yeah Duvall said in the in an interview that they did two takes and then Coppola was like do you want to do one more and then that third take that was it you know that's what we see in the film and it, it's just absolutely perfect I think and uh Duvall said uh in an interview somebody had asked like Duvall like has anybody like ever quoted like lines at you like throwing you know sometimes like you'll just be walking down the street as an actor and like you know people just throw lines at you, you yeah, right. and he's like yeah he's like i get the one sometimes there like uh tessio yeah it was just business but you know yeah. tessio did wrong you know by betraying michael and he goes to of course to hagan can you get me off the hook tom for old time's sake and hagan's like Thank you for bringing that up. I totally, totally yeah. agree with you. And, and, and again, Duvall just does it so effectively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, both yeah. Hagen as the you know, character and Duvall, you know, just really immerses you in those yeah. scenes. So, yeah. No, thank you, Bruce, very much for piggybacking yeah. off of <laughs> my comment sure. and adding that. Yeah, sure. that is a... Well, that is one heck of, yeah, both of the scenes are just very, very powerful. Uh, now, Duvall did not reprise his role as Hagen in Godfather 3 uh, due to a dispute over pay. Now, he said this in interviews from decades ago, recent interviews. So he's basically like, look, and I got to admire his just honesty here. He's like, look. They did Godfather 3 for the money. He was just outright he said in an interview, like, it wasn't as good as the first two, <laughs> which is right. <laughs> it's not as bad as people say it is. But, yeah, let's be honest about Godfather 3. It's just not I was as good as the first two. Exact thing. It's yeah. not as bad. As, I was just watching right. it again. But, I mean, do you guys, Jay, do you say the same thing? It's like, it's bad, but it's not. It's not as bad as people make it. Some people make it. I, I mean, I only saw it once, and that was the year it was released at uh, Old Orchard Theater in Skokie on the day yeah. it was released. Oh really? Oh yeah. I was working for you the day it was released as God is my Yeah, many many, many moons ago. On the day of the throw. But I'm just saying it's I think it's strange. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, anyway, I would say the same thing. It's bad, but it's not I agree. Right, no, right. I totally agree. So basically, Duvall's been really honest about it. He's like, look, we were doing it for the money, and he's like, Pacino was paid like three or four or five more times than I was. And he's like, look, I'd be okay if it was twice as much, maybe three as much, three, three times as much. He's like I wouldn't like it, but I'd be okay with it. But he's like, like four or five times as much. He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> yep. So that was, and he's been very honest about this, very open about it. But he has said many times in recent interviews, he's like, Coppola and I were still friends. Right, he's right, like, right. I have no bad yeah, blood with yeah. Coppola. He's like, he even helped me edit a few of the films I was working on. So it's all good with Coppola, you know. Yeah. But yes, he did not take that role to a, to a pay dispute. So the, just the last uh, comment I want to... Um, I want to mention here about uh, Duval's performance. I do want to mention uh, a part of Ebert's uh, article about the Godfather in the great movie series. 
And he said, he was talking about, uh, yeah, here, I'll just read the quote. He said, a strange thing happened as I watched the Restore 1997 version of The Godfather. Familiar as I am with Robert Duvall, as most of us are, when he first appeared on the screen, I found myself thinking, there's Tom Hagen. <laughs> and I just want to close my, my comments here about... Okay, Duvall is like, he's one of those actors. Now, we have a lot of these actors that, like, when we see them on screen, you know, we're like, oh, that's that actor. Like, I love my Nick Cage. I love, he brings me a lot of entertainment. I love my Nick Cage so much. But when I see him on screen, I'm like, that's my man, Nick Cage. And he's great at that. He's great at being cagey Cage. But Robert Duvall is one of the greatest, most versatile, you know, actors. I mean, he really, when we, he vanishes into his roles. He embodies these roles. Uh, going back to like To Kill a Mockingbird, like there's a quote in To Kill a Mockingbird about where Atticus says you have to crawl into somebody's skin to really understand them. I feel like that's what Duval does with his roles. Like when we see Ooh, him on screen. Nice yeah, 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 we're like, ahead. that's Boo Radley. Like I had just said a few minutes yeah. ago, I'm like, when I saw him, I'm like, that's Boo Radley. Ebert saw him on screen. Like there's Tom Hagen. That's what we think every single time we see Duvall on screen because yeah. that's how good Nobody he is. Nobody else on the planet could ever play that person. Yes. Yeah. How much yes. They he, uh, Nobody, it, you can't it, imagine yes. them. It's sort of like what we were talking about earlier with like Sonny Corleone or yeah. Michael. Yeah. Nobody else could play them. Exactly. Yeah. He, he actually said in an interview with Colbert that he prefers to be a character actor that yeah. uh, that disappears into yeah, the role, yeah, sure. yeah. right? And it's like 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 Christian Bale. Yes, you know when they did the movie on Cheney. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And I found out that was Christian Bale playing Cheney. I'm like, wait a minute, that can't okay. be no, Christian I, Bale. I, I have a funny story about yeah. that. Okay, so I showed that trailer to every single person I knew, and I'm like, tell me who's playing yeah. Dick Cheney. And they had no idea. They guessed Jeff Daniels. Yep. They just like they guessed everybody except Christian Bale, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but to me, that's a sign yeah. of a great yeah, actor. You exactly. just you, you become you, you this person. Yeah, exactly. You become this person, and yeah. it seems. I'll tell you another good one. Did you guys see Darkest Hour, where Gary Oldman yes. is playing Winston Churchill? Yep. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, yeah. it's like that. It, 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 yeah, I mean, definitely. Think about like Gary Oldman in like The Professional, where he's that coked out cop. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's absolutely yeah, yeah, insane yeah, yeah, and out of yeah. his mind playing this character, and yeah. it's oh. not. That has nothing to do. With the persona of Gary Oldman, he just becomes these people. Yes. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, so good. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, real quickly, let's hear a little bit from Tom Hagen. This is not what they did to my father. Sonny, we ought to hear what they have to say. No, 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 no more. Not this time, Consigliere. No more meetings, no more discussions, no more Salazzo tricks. You give him one message, I want Salazzo. Oh, if not, it's all out war. We go to the Some match. of the other families won't sit still. They hand me Salazzo. Your father wouldn't want to hear this. This is business, not personal. They shot my father. Even the hilarious. shooting of your father was business, not personal, Sonny. So good. Oh, my goodness. Two, so good. two icons, screen icons, Khan yeah. and, 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 yeah. and um, Duvall going at it. Just mm-hmm. wonderful. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Bru- yeah. Bruce. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Did you want to jump on me? I want you to jump right yeah. into your yep. character, your movie. All right. Well, guys, I think you both know that <laughs> for whatever criteria, the story for another day of the natural is indeed my all-time favorite film. And um, I uh, I actually gave my Duvall choice. Uh, I am reading from a script, guys, but I'm going to embellish on it. I did give my uh, Duvall choice. Uh, seriously, a lot of thought, considering the depth and the diversity of his work. But ultimately, I felt that, like it says, The Natural is my all-time favorite film, so why not? So um, anyway, um, uh, The Natural, as most of you know, was released in 1984, directed by... Um, Barry Levinson, who also directed Rain Man, by the way, mm-hmm. written by um, Roger Town and Phil Dissenbury. Um, didn't win a lot of Oscars. Michelle, I think you were telling me that one of the film critics called The Natural a marshmallow. Oh, film. yeah, here. Okay. So, yeah. In my, I don't take offense to no, that because I didn't make I had, to, I, I had to snap a picture of this and send it to Bruce. Uh, <laughs> just because, okay, so I have a film, my history of film textbook, which I use obviously for the show a lot. And the uh, textbook writer had to say, oh, Barry Levinson directed that marshmallow, The Natural. I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. I don't know why that was necessary. <laughs> but go ahead, Bruce. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. Sorry about that, guys. My, uh, my darn frame is going to back to my desk. No, it's funny. I, get, I mean, I don't take offense. So I, in a way, the natural is. I think it's, a, it, 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 it's got good critical reviews, but yeah, I get it. 
Bruce, tell us who the character was that Duvall played. Well, he played Nex Murphy, uh, Nex Murphy, rather, a very pivotal character in the narrative. He's sort of like this sardonic um, sports writer that um, is, he, he sort of presides over Roy Hobbs when Roy Hobbs, um, early in, that's Robert Redford's character, he's a baseball prodigy and he's innocent and he's kind. And Nex Murphy is sort of, um, he's a pivotal character because he sort of strives um, to sort of pester Hobbs um, as far as, like, throwing cartoons of him in the media. But he also challenges Hobbs um, to a higher level of play. If you know the film, you know that Roy Hobbs drops out, um, I think it's for 17 years or uh, for a period of time. But Max Mercy is the sports writer. He syndicated um, a columnist and cartoonist um, for a large publication, and like I said, he witnesses Roy Hobbs as a young Cubs prospect at the very beginning of his talents, and then later he reserves as Max Mercy does um, when Hobbs re-enters baseball. And like I said, at once he's pestering Hobbs, but he also challenges Hobbs to a higher level of play. And as per any uh, any Duvall performance, he absolutely commands every scene that he's in in this film, uh, considering his character is not the most likable and charismatic of sorts. Mm. And my overall take, um, but first of all, but no, let me stop myself. I didn't take a lot of notes for this, but um, for the, I actually, Michelle, it's okay to confess. Did you ever see The Natural? I was going to watch, I swear I was going to watch it to <laughs> no, prepare no, for the no, show. No, it's not a and it's not it. streaming I'm not, I'm anywhere. Not, no, <laughs> I'm not calling, you know, we'll see what were you just talking about. I might have it on DVD, I'll check. Okay. I do, I'll let I you know. It's Bruce, I know, I it it's Bruce's favorite film. I will, I swear I'll watch it one okay. day, as soon as I no, can. No, 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 it's not a good for, okay, Jay, so, okay, no, no, Michelle, don't worry about it. Jay, what was your take on, on Max Murphy and the characters? Well, you know, uh, it's a great role. It, it is a pivotal role in the film. And, and here, real quick, I just want to play a clip of him interacting with Roy Hobbs uh, in the movie. I think we need to share. You can talk a little bit more about that. Here we go. Sure. Still dogging me. Oh, Max. Yeah. End of the road, Hobbs. Want to hear what I think our chances are? Right. That takes all three seconds. They come and they go, Hobbs. They come and they go. I would tell you something, I'm going to be around here a lot longer than you or anybody else around here. I'm here to protect this game. Whose game? I do it by making or breaking the likes of you. Did you ever play ball, Oh, never have. But I make it a little more fun to watch, you see. And after the day, whether you're a goat or a hero, you're going to make me a great story. Okay? See you around. All right, there you go. Robert Duvall's Wow. Talk. Yeah, it's a great There's scene. about yes. 12 thematic things going on, like in the space of how long was that? That sounds like uh, just a minute. Just, just under a minute, yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so much going on right there. And in a way, I would say that's even prophetic. He says, I make the game a whole lot more fun to watch. Think of how many sports writers have gotten in trouble for, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I mean, the way that, that but um, I don't know, guys, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I know, Michelle, it's a, it's a great film, and Duvall has a um, – a clear presence in the movie, a clear role. He's he's the foil, right? He's one of the foils. Uh, the owner yeah, is the other one. Kambasinger yeah. as Memo. Yeah, I mean, Memo well, I was talking about yeah. you know Barbara Hers Hershey and Kim Bassinger and yeah. Glenn Close. And they've, yeah, Glenn, there's quite a few villains. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the judge, remember yeah. the judge Robert Prosky's character. Yeah, Robert Prosky, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, the um, judge. Unfortunately, all I know about this movie is from The Simpsons. Like <laughs> Homer made the, the Wonder Bat, and uh, and then the, you know the the lights shattering the stadium lights. That's been yeah. parodied like eight million times in media. Yes. So unfortunately, well, that's real, all I know. <laughs> no, no, no. Real quickly though, Jay. I, I, yeah, I, you guys know I'm, I'm you know I go international with Facebook on trivia, but real quickly, um, Michelle, you can know even though you haven't seen the film, Jay, what bat? Does Roy Hobbs use 
it's not Wonder Boy. I can't remember. I can't remember. Wonder Boy gets shattered. Yeah. Yeah, most people say it's Wonder Boy if you get because they get shattered. No, the little the boy the boy the ball boy gave him the Bobby new bat. The boy. Yeah, the bat uh, the bat boy the ball boy is um Bobby Savoy. So it was the Savoy special. The Savoy special. Right, there you go. <laughs> it was a Wonder Boy. Anyway. Well, I, I will say just based on that clip, like that's how good Duvall is. Like he plays these characters yes. that I love, like Ilham Hagen, and um, the one Jay's going to be talking about here. Like he's just, I just love a uh, hub, you know. And that he like in that clip, I'm like, man, he's really kind of slimy, you know. Like <laughs> right? yep. that's how you. Can, and that was the whole point. Yeah, exactly. Like that's uh, how good he is. He could be like so likable. You're just rooting yeah. for him in certain roles. You're like, oh, I just love that dude. And then in this, in that other times, like, Ew. or like Kilgore, where you're like, holy crap, this guy is yeah something else. Pure you know? evil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then you know, what, one last thing I'll, I'll I'll say about the natural too is that oh no, the, no, the, the last remark I'll make about Duval is one of the interviews that I sent both of you is there used to be a very iconic line that word that Spencer Tracy um, used to say, and he said, "Learn your lines." Like if some you know prodigy acting student would go to Spencer Tracy, he'd say. Learn your lines. So in one of those interviews I sent you guys, Duvall kind of says the same thing. You know, they're asking him, like, what makes you such a genius as an actor? And he basically says, like you guys mentioned earlier, it's like, learn your lines. You know, it's like, learn your blocking. Yeah. It's just very matter Well, he Well, and he was talking about Brando, how used to, Brando used to they have to put his lines in front of uh, him. Yeah. So, like, they, they could be on a post-it note on the person's head he's talking to, mm-hmm. or it could be a billboard behind him or something. And he said he was never good. He was never good at doing that. He had to know his lines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, right. That was a great that interview. Funny. I could see Brando being that way, too. Like, I am not wasting my time learning these lines. I'm going to walk through this prima scene. Donna. Yeah. 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 He was a prima yeah. donna. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Brando was, was an amazing actor, yeah. but holy cow, right. was that guy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Boy, that's a lot of trouble to handle. All right, so let me go to my film here. Let's and that is Secondhand Lions from 2003. Duvall plays a character named Hub. Uh, this movie is written and directed by Tim McCanleys, distributed by New Line Cinema, st- also starring Michael Caine, who plays his brother, Haley Joel Osment, Kira Sedgwick, Josh Lucas, who plays the older version of Haley Joel Osment, uh, Deirdre O'Connell and Eric Balfour. Um, so this is a coming-age story about a shy young boy sent by his irresponsible mother to spend the summer with his wealthy eccentric uncles in Texas, who are Duvall and Michael Caine. Uh, it takes place in the summer of 1962. Duvall plays Hub, and Caine plays his brother Garth. Um, every time I hear Garth, I think of Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Osmond yeah, played the young Walter, and Josh Lucas plays his adult version of Walter. Um, and the adult version of Walter is a cartoonist, and the cartoons he's drawing are actually drawn by the cartoonist Berkeley Breathe uh, from Bloom County, one of my favorite cartoonists of all time. He was big in the right. 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, just wonderful Bloom stuff. County. Bloom County, I was exactly. I your notes, and I was like, oh, wow, I haven't yeah. thought about that in a long time. Go ahead. On another note, a couple notes about the movie, writer and director Tim McCanleys wrote The Lion as a female because he thought it would be easier to control, but female lions are much more ferocious. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. Yeah. Uh, Kane, <laughs> said, <laughs> Kane said earlier in his credit, you don't know this by now, women are much more vicious than men. I'm sorry, they are. Watch two, women, watch two women go at it in public, mm-hmm. and you know you want to stay away from that stuff. I'm, I'm not trying to uh, make trouble no, here, Michelle. I am not. I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm hanging on Michelle's every word. Much, much more respect for the ladies from me here. Okay. Uh, Kane said that early in his career (laughs) that he held uh, Sean Connery's hat while Connery fought four men at once. This was in a bar, I think. And this may this may have been the inspiration for the scene where Duvall defeats four men single-handedly while Kane and Osment watch. And this is at a like a at a. a, Five and Dime store. Yeah, like yeah. a Five and Dime store. Yeah. I thought it was a bar at first, but yeah, no, it, yeah. It's five a really cool store. scene. Yeah. So anyway, my thoughts here. Um, look, uh, you know, this movie came out when my kids were mm-hmm. all young, and it was a, it was a pretty clean movie. We yeah. could watch it together, and I love this film. So Hub's characters, you know, they're telling these tales of all these 
tryout, like, you know, they were in the uh, French Foreign Legion and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and yeah. all these things that they did in Africa. And you don't think that any of these things are real, right? This, mm-hmm. you know, these, and, you know, and, and uh, Haley Jasmine's character, like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know. I mean, he just listen, but he's, he's listening intently. But, and then he comes to a point where he realized all this stuff happened, you know, or you know, at least mm-hmm. he believes it. And there's a scene. And this is one of my favorite movie scenes at all. This is a speech that Duvall it's, gives it's to him. It is a beautiful speech, so we're going to play it right yeah. now. Those stories about Africa. About you. They're true, aren't they? Doesn't matter. It does, too. Around my mom, all I hear is lies. I don't know what to believe in. Damn, if you want to believe in something, then believe in it. Just because something isn't true, that's no reason you can't believe in it. There's a long speech I give to young man. Sounds like you need to hear a piece of it. It's peace. Sometimes the things that may or may not be true are the things that a man needs to believe in the most. That people are basically good. That honor. Courage and virtue mean everything. That power and money, money and power mean nothing. That good always triumphs over evil. And I want you to remember this, that love true love never dies. Remember that boy. Remember that. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, you see. Man should believe in those things because those are the things worth believing in. Immaculate line delivery. Just just everything well, about and, that was wonderful. And he went somewhere in there where he's talking about love. He, you know, because actors have to draw from something typically yes. to get that emotion. Yes. And he was doing it. He really yeah, was he pulling. Did. Oh, my gosh. And he had to stop himself because he was going to lose himself on the screen or on in the, in the take. And he did a great job with it. He really did. Yeah. Wonderful. Bruce? Breathtaking. I, yeah. There's, there's not a lot to say about that. Not only is, well, like, like, like Michelle said, a flawless delivery, but how about the content? It was mm-hmm. to me sort of analogous to like James Earl Jones' speech in um, yeah. Field of Dreams. It's like, yeah, it's the content, but it's also the delivery oh, and it's you the know, whole package. What he was saying in the yeah. way, yes, very, very package. well said, Bruce. Yeah, breathtaking, goosebumping, goosebumping, inducing, eliciting. Yeah, anyway. I've um, <laughs> I think I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but everybody uh, these days talks about just how life affirming it is and just how yeah. it makes you feel yeah. good. It's really yeah. about just the like you know believing that things are inherently good and looking yeah. for the good in the world and in people. This is a very beautiful film. Well, I think you know one of the stories in the yeah one of the stories in the film is is they, they steal his his wife. I think he steals him from a sheik. Right, he yes. falls in love with the yes. sheiks daughter oh, yeah, or whatever right. and at the end the very end which was not the original ending by the way they redid the ending of this mm-hmm. film but the sheik's son shows up mm-hmm. and you know that everything was real it's really you know yeah. cool because he starts yeah, talking yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like i'm i was really told happened. about these two men and and they had i believe at that point they had died right and yes, you know, josh lucas passed, yeah. yeah josh lucas was back there yeah. you know closing the house and taking care of all the business mm-hmm. so it was him reminiscing about the past yeah. and he's there when this sheik's son shows up to to see if this the, the, if it was real or not and it was real it's really yeah. very mo- i mean obviously it's real in the movie it's not a real thing that happened but right. uh, yeah it's very very touching mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very beautiful film. Just yeah, a, yeah a, check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> a couple of observations. Yeah, yeah. I was pictures, Jay. A, a kudos to you for picking something. I think you know. I don't always say essentially cold, but I don't know if that would be super super high on the list of like. So I mean, I, I but after hearing this sound clip, I could understand why it would be so suitable to take your kids to it. Right? Very, yeah. Yeah. Very wholesome and family friendly. But there were two there were two observations I was going to make. One is, I don't know, Jay, uh, you guys both remember the movie on Golden Pond. Yep. This was like yep. 81, and it was Henry Fonda. So when I first like rewatched it, um, 
uh, of secondhand lines. It was like I thought about uh, on Golden Pond, the, the kids like kind of like the Haley Joel Austin characters, like what do you do, soft space? But I mean, it was kind of like on <laughs> Golden Pond and the generation gap difference, but it was more like I don't want to say acid, but it was much more humorous. The other thing is my brother Bob, who lives in Washington D.C., just came in on Friday, and we were reminiscing about our relatives. Well, there's a scene in secondhand lines will remember about the traveling insurance salesman drives up and yeah. he's like hey, are you worried about you? they both pull out like double barrel shotguns <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. the reason why I brought up my brother my papa that was a different time the family legend uh, has it that was, there was like a traveling this is like in rural Kentucky mm-hmm. but the stout family legend has it like there was a traveling salesman and came to my papa's house and, and he basically said if you come ever uh, up to my holler i'm gonna kill you and then <laughs> so when i saw that the trailer with the, the, the traveling salesman yeah anyway i love that it was a different time Sorry, the, the yeah. 60s they lived in the middle it of the country yeah time. i mean yeah. yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah and i'll just uh just have an ending comment here and we're getting near the end of the yeah. show but just like think like really think about like where we went from max mercy to that really like slide where i was yeah. like, listening to that and like you you know yeah. to that just yeah Beautiful, just heart, you know, heart melting. Three completely different yeah. roles, right? He's, he's a consigliere, yeah. Yeah. right? And consig- yeah, and our consigliere, you know, our, yeah. our our man Hagen, you know, I mean, just really just, you know, reflect on that, like just the diversity in his roles, the variety, and just how he nails every single one of them. Just well, a testament to his talent, great talent. Yeah, no, like one I mean, of the goats. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there, there's no question. Yeah. Very much, yeah. very much a terrific character actor. Falls yes. into his roles, and, yep. and uh, yeah, a wonderful, wonderful actor. Bruce, any final thoughts? Well, yeah, I was just uh, real quickly as far as um, with with the council, Gary. Do you guys remember? I think as a contingency, just as you know, in government, the vice president, if the president, someone takes out the president, the vice president steps in. Wasn't Tom Hagen going to be? In the event that Michael got assassinated, wasn't he going to be the new Don? Was that part of the plot? I just was curious about that. I am not That's sure so about that. That's a good question, though. Yeah. Because they killed off Sonny, so it couldn't go. And Fredo, not right. likely where to go to Fredo. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I think, I think he would run that family until someone took over. I mean, yeah. 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 Chosen, yeah. yeah. Someone who's an actual genetic brother, I guess. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So great topic. We haven't okay. picked our topic for next yeah. month, so we will do no. that uh, here in the next week or two, and then we will okay. uh, let everyone know what we're going to do. So, Bruce, hey, buddy, thanks for joining. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, I'll be in touch soon, and, um, hey, enjoy the weather. If you get a chance today, I'll talk to you next, uh, next month. All right, buddy, take care of yourself. Michelle, thanks for coming in. Of course. I appreciate Always a pleasure. It. <laughs> uh, and we will talk next month. Actually, you yeah. know, we'll talk real soon probably because we have to do our uh, – um, in remembrance segment, segment oh, yeah. for uh, April. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in uh, to uh, Cinema Talk with uh, Michelle, Bruce, and Jay.